0: Welcome back to another episode of AboutCast. We have another Attack on Titan episode review, and this one's going to be on the 68th episode, A Brave Volunteer. And of course, I have my main man in crime, my Levi to my Aaron, Chris. How's it going, bro?
1: I'm doing good, man. Another solid episode in the books for us. Uh, a little bit like, slower pace, kind of like last one. Uh, but. All the same is a great episode. How you doing?
0: Good. I'm doing good, man. Um, I completely agree with your outlook on the podcast, or not the podcast, but the episode. And I think that it was kind of one of those kind of catch-up ones. It It wasn't really what I was hoping it to be as far as like game plan, strategy, and planning. But it's almost like captures the emotional weight of everything that's going on right now. Um, and I'm very, very excited to talk about it, but, or so without further ado, let's hop into it. And the first thing that we see is Armin talking to Annie and it's quite interesting. We don't get to see Annie in view. And of course she's in the crystal until later on in the, the episode, but that's who he's talking to. And he's also holding the seashell, which is like kind of his only like, you know, it's his represent, representation of hope and, you know, his idealism and stuff like that, wanting to see the sea when he was a kid. So I found that, um, you know, quite implicitly heavy. Is there, you know, why do you think Chris, if you could answer this, why do you think he was talking to Annie? Um, and he, of course, he talks about kind of the history of three years ago, um, how they kind of came up with this, you know, where they're at now. But why do you think he's talking to Annie particularly about this?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. I was asking, actually asking myself that same question. Uh I kind of feel like she sh- she's been through exactly what they've done uh so far. And uh I feel like he could be kind of just wanting just her advice on how she's gone like how she's handled what they just did to Paradise and how Armin and the rest of the gang, uh, what they did to Marley, uh, I guess that could be one thing. Uh, but honestly, I don't really know. Him. I, maybe he's just wanting to get a, a reaction out of her and to finally get her to talk, because um, I feel like she hasn't done a, like a thing since she's uh, been crystallized. So maybe that could be another mm-hmm. thing as well. Uh, do you have any thoughts on it?
0: You know, there's a couple things that I could go back and forth on it could be kind of like a relate thing just off the fact that when you look at annie's history or experience it's almost like a similar thing where she wanted to turn back or possibly find a different route going to go get the founding titan or seeing how the king would react and you know in that case reiner kind of took the crazy step forward and you know started this whole thing and so i think that aaron did the same thing so there's there's like loose relation there but i have a feeling that it is you know uh, quite a bit i don't know i think i'm missing something essentially on why particularly uh, he's choosing to speak to annie and you know speaking to himself really but why annie you know be there in front of him while he's doing that i i just found it um Once again, I'm seeing half the picture here. So hopefully hopefully after some pondering and thinking or more information on the episode, we can lead to conclusion to that one. There's also, you know, now going into the episode, we get to see kind of like historically what happens and I'm just alarmed by the just the wholesale blatant pure chance of how all of this stuff happens and this insurrection led by anti Marleyan you know soldiers on this boat, essentially you know, as far as Marley had boats scouting boats over to see what happened once the failed attempt to retrieve the the founding Titan happened, and now we have Aaron, which is kind of an odd maneuver essentially they captured the Paradis captured a couple of scouts, like a scout troop, and then Aaron carried this boat from the water to the land. And then they were trying to kind of like talk with them about it. And then this is where kind of the insurrection happened and one of the subordinate soldiers, who we know is Yolanda, essentially shot her captain and under kind of the the guidance of Zeke, which we know from the last episode, and that's kind of how we start. Um and it's just by pure chance that this all happened and it's um it's kind of gross to me. After such a well-crafted thing, and I understand chance has a lot to do with, you know, actions and events, but is—is is this just me being pedantic, or does it kind of rub you wrong too, Chris?
1: Uh, I was kind of rubbed the wrong way, though, as well. Uh, I, 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 I think I'm on the same page as you as just wanting it to happen in a different way. Uh, but I, I don't. I wasn't rubbed too wrong like i thought it was cool the way it happened but like that's just just looking at it it's like it's super lucky and like super crazy how how like all the dominoes fell in the right place and things like that uh but i i mean we also don't know we don't see the entire picture yet as well uh so i have that in my mind too just just knowing that and kind of hoping for something better in the next few episodes
0: yeah yeah once again it could be could be something that could be better cleared up later on. But, um, you know, what A just a pure chance thing that the one anti-Marlene or the couple anti-Marlene, if it even was just one, it wouldn't have worked, um, person or people on that boat together happened to be the boat that they plucked out first, which is also something that matters quite a bit as well. And they happened to capture the, the Titans the same... Or not the titans but the scouts the same kind of run around um on that boat so it's just crazy the the also thing um you know once once they get there they have a conversation about like what marley is capable of and why they haven't attacked paradis again and so we find out a little bit of context of course we know that paradis is not or not paradis but marley is not well liked and so Due to the fact that they, the Titans are keeping them at bay and that they're fighting wars, we have uh, a little bit more time for Paradis to go. And then they take kind of like a interesting route as far as um, getting help from others as far as the countries. And um, they essentially strand the rest of the Marlean soldiers there, like the scouting boats and stuff, and say either you're going to die or you're going to work for us. Isn't that I, I like, you know, it took me the real strong second time listening and going through that to be like, dude, that's horrible.
1: It's kinda of messed up, huh? Yeah, really. <laughs> uh but this is where you know how it's, like off the pod Jordan and I were talking about just the the episode and I, I was telling Jordan that uh that this episode had a lot of like kind of dry humor and this is where uh Levi came in and he said, Welcome to the filthy island of filthy devils. You're gonna love it. And as long as like you like pig piss, like as long as you like pig piss pig piss, you guys can stay. Um, I just like the I, I kinda liked that shift from like the seriousness of the past episodes to this like to Levi's dry um sarcasticness, I guess. Did you pick up on any of that? Did you like it or
0: Yeah, I did. So I really enjoyed it the first time around, just cause it's like a classic, like, Levi, really curt, but clever little thing to say. So I did enjoy that, especially, you know, off the back of such a hostile move to say you're stranded on this island, but we can kill you if you, you know, if you don't want to cooperate. And you're going to love it here, though. <laughs>
1: it's good. <So> <laughs> it,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I definitely that did not get lost on me, so I did appreciate that for sure. but, um, what a wild thing and um and I guess well, it obviously worked out for Paradis because there's so much that they had to learn, you know, as far as like Marley is being just like so much more technologically advanced and well chris if if it was um if you were in this that same position, would you do anything different there?
1: Uh, whose side am I on? You're on Paradise's side. Would I do anything different with oh I see. Then like just strand those dudes. Mm. Uh honestly, I-, I I think I would probably do the same thing. I can't think of anything else that I would do because if you send them back, then there's a chance that they would come back with a whole army of people. Um, uh, just because I feel like they've found out that they may have the I'm talking about the people of paradise that they may have killed all of the pure titans and so that gives Marley an opportunity to do like a a ground attack and all that kind of stuff. Uh so yeah, I think I think I would kind of do the same thing. Maybe not. I don't know, actually. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think I'd do the same thing. What about you? Um, um
0: you know, I see one other route that they could go here. Uh obviously that's like a really like, it makes sense that they did that because they obviously, you know, they get help from these experts in Marley. Um, they also take out some of the, you know, a couple boats and stuff like that. So it makes sense why they did it that way. The other route that I thought of would be to possibly take out a couple of the boats, leave one remaining, and, um, you know, send some of the anti-Marlean soldiers off back on that boat, number one to you know kind of control the narrative of what Marley believes is going on on the island mm-hmm. within like reasonable senses so it could be like um well why did the ships like get wrecked It'd be like cuz like you know Paradis has way stronger technology and security than us at this moment we're going to need like years before we can go over there so almost like you know force kind of like trick them into believing a certain thing and obviously, also, that would help with the communication of, with Zeke. But I'm curious to see, because we don't know how this communication is going. Of course, we know from the front end, because Zeke is talking to or talked to his kind of subordinates and told them, this is what I think, this is what I want type of thing. And so they're doing his bidding on behalf of him, being that they're so far away.
1: That's a. I think that's a good... Like a great point that you made right there.
0: Yeah, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of holes. It possibly could, you know, might not yeah. work out, but that's the only other thing I could possibly see being a possibility. Yeah. But there's yeah, a lot
1: I, of risk. Yeah, I was about to say I feel like there's a lot of things that could go wrong with that, but there's also a lot of things that could go wrong with what they're doing right now. So I feel like yeah, I kind of just you just kind of pick your battles and see what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it also, it seems interesting, you know, that they could, uh, I'm not sure, man, you know, there's nothing that'll keep Marley away forever Mm -hmm. because obviously they, they were under the impression that the King had the founding Titan powers and he wanted to be a pacifist, but they still attacked, you know, the Island, um, full, you know, knowing or believing that the King had the power to just destroy them. So, it, you know, they were obviously going to be coming, but you could have kind of angled it a different way or um, tricked them in when they attacked and how they attacked. So it could be that they said, you know, would say, you know what, there's no way that we're going to get through this area, but we should go up north. And remember when Reiner was talking about how, you know, the north is just like a shitty way to get up and it'd be really yeah. difficult and there's nowhere to attack. Well, it's like, you know, depending on how long you wanted to play the game, you could you could force them to attack somewhere there. But yeah. once again, kind of like a, you know, if you kind of calculate the expected benefit of each way of going about it, you know, I think that the way that they, you know, Paradis went about it is probably one of the better ones. But anyway, further on into the podcast, we kind of have this introduction to Zeke's plan as far as using the Founding Titan powers to, you know, almost ensure LUD and peace by I put this in quotes in my in my notes, but nuclear means is, you know, once again, we have this we have a big decision here. And like, you know, Zeke's terms as far as he understands the ability of, you know, the royal blood interacting with the Founding Titan powers. Is does this seem like one of those things where is this the best possibility for them to run through right now? Or do you think that you could think of a better possibility to go about, you know, ensuring the safety of all LUDs?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with doing the whole rumbling. Uh, I think I'm kind of more on like Armin's side and trying to figure out a way to, to talk through it or a way to do it in a more peaceful manner, just because I feel like the rumbling is like, like the ultimate, like end all be all, I guess. And I, I just don't, I don't want the people of Paradise and uh, to, to just be viewed that way, I guess. And so, yeah, I just, I Mm -hmm. wish that there was, or I wish and hope that there's a, a different way to, To go about doing this, is there are are you kind of on the same page as me, or are you thinking something different? Um, you know, I
0: they're kind of they kind of have their hands tied because Mm -hmm. this is the only way that they could possibly kind of escape the grasps of Marley and the fact that you know they've did the defensive measures. The founding Titan has a few things; it has like defensive things, and it has like attacking things and then kind of just uh, you know maybe maybe a little bit ambiguous as far as like what the the real fit and use of this, these things are the coordinate is the ambiguous one the walls are of course the defensive one and then the rumbling is of course the attacking one mm-hmm. the the um the rumbling's the only one that kind of makes sense and is the option but i would say more so In the fact of, and I don't think this would last long either. But a threat of "don't touch me" type of thing. So you could think of it as like a porcupine. If you know, if their strategy was an animal, it would be "don't get near me," or else you're going to get really hurt. But I won't come after you. Type of Mm -hmm. thing. I'll do my own thing, and you can do your own thing if you want. But your life is going to suck if you get involved with my stuff. So (laughs) it's a you know, it's a it's a give and take type of thing. But they're you know they don't have a lot of options to choose from. I just can't think of anything, you know, they could use it or they can use it as a threat. Um, but usually threats, I feel like are, um, you know, they're not a realistic way of getting anything done because eventually in the long run, um, you know, threats get called out. Yeah. They can't last forever. So, you know, you have to be committed to using this thing, which I honestly think that Zeke would be down for. And, um, it's just crazy to see how this is all kind of transpired right
1: yeah i agree
0: but anyway so we have marley working with Paradise or the captured marley people working with Paradise, and they're still in prison and stuff like you know spending time literally like locked up when they're not doing work but um we see like this interaction which is cool through the cook through onion capone and a few other people, um, and also I don't know if you picked this up, but uh, I think Sasha was a little curious about the dark side, my guy. Um, <laughs> she, she was asking Oyen oh, yeah, about his skin color and why his skin was so dark, um, and uh, you know, makes perfect sense. I saw something special in her, so <laughs>
1: uh, kind of going to, <laughs> going away from like that. The humorous part of it. Because I I think what you think is hilarious, uh. But did you did you think of anything else? Like, did you pick up on anything else in between that interaction between Anya uh, Kampona and Sasha, and just how he explained why they had dark skin?
0: Um. So he talks about like God and wanting them to be different. Um. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the main thing, and then obviously that he then alluded to that's why you guys are different too you know, you're made f- from the, you know, f- the kind of like the descendants of Ymir type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Is is that is that the main thing that you're pulling from it? Or is there
1: uh, something yeah, I, more implicit? Yeah, no, that's totally, totally it. I was just wondering if like you had any thoughts about uh, that particular thing, I guess.
0: Uh, well, uh, you know, there is something that I was kind of surprised of, you know... You- <laughs> in real life you have a lot of like cultures around the world and they could be isolated like a little tribe in the amazon who doesn't you know the quintessential and cliche thing of this tribe that never gets you know communicated with by the modern world um and usually they always have some sort of um you know version of yahweh or god or Mm -hmm. something like that and it it was shocking to see that Paradis kind of didn't have that. The way that yeah. they reacted to God, it just seemed like they hadn't thought of that conclusion before. Which mm-hmm. is kind
1: of just like, that's weird. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too.
0: It um it kinda shows you that they're you know, they're kinda like their technology. They're just really behind in certain ways. In other ways they I feel like they aren't um I don't know how do you say it, like It's almost like there's just huge gaps in their, in their civilization. And it might be just because they've been running away from Titans for forever. Mm -hmm. So they don't have the luxury of kind of like sitting down and thinking a lot of the time. But, um, it just seems odd that they're like, you know, really pug, you know, like warlike, but then they're so stunted in certain ways. Like they have the best warriors, um, but they hadn't thought of God before.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And even then like they're the best warriors and they're not like well equipped with the absolute best technology and things Tech. like that, that they could use. And yeah. It man. also like makes me think about, you know how the Marlins were helping them develop and engineer like new things? It almost makes me think about like like if it's if it's doing more harm to them than good. Like do they really need this? Because like they've survived for this long with like the technology and things that they have. Do they really need that to survive anymore?
0: Mm. war? Mm. I'm seeing what you're saying. So essentially, like, if, essentially, you know, it's almost like, you know, back in the, uh, when uh, Genghis Khan was ruling, the, essentially, they would have, like, different phrases for Mongols. And one of them is half-cooked. And essentially, a half-cooked Mongol is a Mongol that spent his, some some of his time in, like, China. And the reason that they would call him half cooked is because th- he wasn't as hard as a modern Mongol, like as far as like hardcore and does crazy warlike stuff. Mm-hmm. And it almost like makes them less warrior like or less, you know, less skilled as a Mongol less, not as great as like, you know, horseback archery and stuff like that and strong and, and so maybe maybe is that what you're saying? Like it almost is going to infect their ethos and yeah, way of doing things. Yeah. Mm. and yeah you know I just
1: go no go ahead
0: well i was gonna say i mean it definitely could and you know whenever whenever they come across new ideas and stuff that they can't help but evolve and change um i don't believe that they have a choice to though because they are going to get attacked soon and so they just have to like catch up on so
1: much stuff
0: yeah um w- regardless of what the things that they can pick and choose they just have to be ready
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, too. I, I didn't think about that portion of it as well. Like watching this episode, I totally forgot that like there's an entire world about to come down on on the island.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's yeah, I find it, uh, you know, you kind of do lose track in some of that stuff because there's a lot of like character building and relationship stuff mm-hmm. there. But at the same time, you know, like it, this is a perfect segue, I think, from the the scene where Aaron, Armin and Mikasa are talking when Aaron is shooting and like doing target practice, they need more time. And, you know, this is where Armin kind of has this thought of like, you know, possibly, you know, what is the best way to go about this? And Aaron's obviously planning on being scorched earth. And if you think (laughs) I'm a monster, you're going to see it. And it's, um, You know, and I I totally can sympathize with them like having a lack of capability for options. But you gotta wonder what are the the other ones here. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is just kind of you can't be a pacifist right now. You have you have to confront this thing, but at the same time, um, you know, this is something that I thought was gorgeous and I'm sure you picked it up on too, but the scene, like literally the scene right after Aaron shot his last like shot for target practice was the scene where Sasha got shot. So it's almost like his warlike attitudes um, directly killed Sasha. So he's like responsible for it, which um, you know, in a lot of cases he is because this wouldn't have happened without his kind of reckless going about it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how that affects Obviously, Armin trusts them less and doesn't believe he knows them as well. But do you think, this is what I'm curious about, do you think that lack of trust that we're seeing in there um, will be emulated through kind of the way that there's a lack of trust between the Marleyans or the anti-Marleyans and the the Paradis people?
1: Hmm. Uh, can you phrase that? Like, are you talking about Armin and Aaron specifically?
0: Um, I'm, well, okay. So here's, I guess, I guess we're kind of, um, maybe this, this will be a little bit out of like sync with the episode, but there's a few things that I know that shows me that Aaron's not trusted very well. Number one, the scenes that we see him in, he's in a cold place and it's dark. So that automatically means he's underground, stopping him from turning into a Titan. And the... And that also means, and that's also a reason why I think that Mikasa, Aaron, and Armin aren't together. Um, Aaron's, like, imprisoned. So this means that, um, you know, there's a huge lack of trust there. And maybe it's just because he went AWOL. So, but at the same time, there's, like, you know, there's some things that don't make sense to me. Like, why, if you don't trust Aaron, um, and you don't trust actively trust Zeke or the anti-Marleans, Then why let Zeke out into the forest? Mm. You know, like Um. it's just goofy, man. I don't know. It's it's kind of smells like I'm not sure. Is this just Levi getting this fucking impractical joke on? (laughs) You know, this monkey gets to go back into the jungle type of thing. Yeah. Um. It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, like why be so measured in some ways?
1: I guess. Well, I guess for the the Zeke portion of that, uh, it it'd be really easy to use odm gear there that's the only like i guess plausible reason why they would send him there but it also like like you said doesn't make sense to me either about why they took him to that specific spot uh yeah but as far as like what you're saying about aaron and the mistrust like i feel like we've totally seen that in the last two episodes uh especially when they got onto the blimp in the last episode and they immediately like arrested him and tied his hands and all that stuff and mm-hmm. i actually didn't pick up on where like where aaron was at and i like i noticed the like the fog coming from his breath and how it was cold but i didn't like put two and two together that he could possibly be underground and and in prison so that's a good catch on your part too uh but yeah i totally agree that they're like i've been saying this like the past i don't know i feel like i've said this every single episode since we've seen aaron uh, but, like, there's definitely a, a rift between Aaron and the rest of the team. Um, and, yeah, and, like, Armin is, I, I feel like Armin is so torn in two pieces right now. He's just being split in two different ways because I feel like you see that he loves Aaron so much and, like, he cares about him so much, but at the same time, he doesn't agree with anything that Aaron has done so far. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of tough to see that and, like, watch that unfold. And I'm really interested to see like going forward what happens between their relationship.
0: Yeah. I I think that there's um there's yeah, like we see we see Armin's, you know, and this is kinda irritating too, because we don't get to see Aaron's emotions in this mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Like he's just this kind of like robot, war robot that doesn't care or doesn't get affected by anything. Of course he was kind of uh, affected by Sasha's death but it was still in a very cold and calculating way relative to how everyone else interacted with her who you know had the same type of relationship or like you know start of a relationship to Sasha as he did if you look at you know if you want to just compare Mikasa and Armin's re- reactions to Aaron's reactions you could see that there's something a little off there mm-hmm. so I you know I just found it really interesting. And also I just find it interesting too. It's like after three years, and this is what I find is like, you know, um, scenes of like relationship building juxtaposed supposed to a scene of like just absolute distrust when like, you know, Sasha, you know, the cook that Sasha got close to in the episode from Marley at first, of course, like despised, um, paradise his devils at first and just being uncouth and stuff like that. but. He went to her gravesite and was just, like torn up by it, and um, you know, talked to her parents and said like, you know, your daughter loved the food I cooked, and like, you know, please, whenever, whenever you'd like, please, I'd love to cook for you and stuff like that. So um, it's obviously like huge trust and huge, you know, this bond between Marlians and uh, people like with LUDians and stuff, and more so probably than what we've seen on Marley. But then you get into the scenes of, you know, Zeke and Levi, which I'm kind of getting, dude, honestly, um, I'm getting a little tired of those scenes, to be fair. Uh, And I'd love to hear your point on that. But also, uh, the biggest scene of distrust is, like, these people that just betrayed their, their country and then stole, like, you know, valuables. So they stole, like, titan serum. They were still held at gunpoint ironically with their own guns that they gave them and that they've been helping this country for three years. It's like, dude, what, you know, it's, it's starting to not
1: make sense to me. Yeah. I feel like, uh, is it Yelena or Yolanda, whatever her name is. Yeah, I feel like Mm -hmm. she even said like, we've, we've been trying to gain your trust for three years. Like we've given you this, we've given you that we've given you information. You still don't trust us. But, and then you see her say, or you hear her say, like, oh, we'll, we'll see at the, see you at the dinner table eventually. Like, like I feel like they have optimism about that. But, um, but yeah, there's, it's just, I'm on your side, dude. Like, I, after this episode, I'm just like, I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs>
0: yeah. And maybe, maybe that they're just more guarded because these, the, the people from the same country that destroyed them, last time are coming and trying to help them so i could see where the distrust comes from but Mm -hmm. not on year three not on after you know these people risk their lives and they'd be you know they're facing death if they go back so it's like i don't i don't get i don't get why you know the total distrust and i feel like it's going to get in the way of them inevitably having to fight this war that's coming because there's no way that they're not going to get attacked and um, they don't, you know, they don't have any allies out there. So it's like, it's funny that they're turning some away. Yeah, turning then, on and, and all and the only allies they have. Yeah, and yeah. the only possible out. And, you know, granted, this out was because of Aaron's actions. You know, now it's like he went scorched earth on them. So they mm-hmm. did have a possibility. Like, I mean, this whole episode is Armin talking about the possibility of them maybe being able to do something different that day or, you know, making different decisions to possibly not get here. But now they don't have that opportunity. And, you know, now they're kind of acting funny with the people that are, like, help them execute it. It just seems, it's just, yeah. I don't know, man. It's kind of, like, uh, really annoying to see Paradis make so many, like, incredible, like, you know, calls and moves. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe this is just another way of showing them that, there's incompetence in that military and stuff. Like we've seen before, just like yeah. the Marlene one.
1: I actually had that down in my notes uh, about that. Like they, it does show, oh, it was when Zeke and uh, Levi were in the, in the carriage They like it showed a scene of uh, a parod- a person of paradise reading a newspaper. And then Zeke says like, you guys are calling it victory. And then he said something like, like you guys are getting, like too confident or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, something about air- ignorance. Right? Yeah, ignorance. That's what it was. uh But yeah, it's just another, I guess, parallel with Marley. The people of Marley and the the army of Marley, like being so just co- like overconfident and being super complacent, and like it just like it makes me so kind of like sad and disappointed because I, I just want to be like, you guys need to like haven't you guys learned anything and like, have you seen anything from like what you guys have seen in Marley? Yeah. And
0: maybe, maybe they are so, just so sheltered that they can't like, you know, yeah. they don't have the perspective of understanding what else is happening out there in the world, but it is just kind of irritatingly um, simplistic, like without like, and there should be no reason why it is that, you know, that they're so unsophisticated with this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good point out, though. It is kind of like a... I mean, of course, it's not like a shot for shot, but it is like, you know, they obviously made sure that that scene looked really similar to the one where they, you know, the Marleans were looking at the newspaper talking about their victory. Yeah. That was just a highlighting of their big mess up of they're going to be in trouble soon.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting to see what's going to happen to them in the next few episodes. But... Going back to I kind of want to backtrack sorry uh, yeah, no. to when they are giving them the Titan serum, do you have any thoughts on what they're going to do with that? Well, they have to you know there's they have to
0: progress with the you know as far as like the Titan bloodline. so they have certain amount of powers that they have to maintain, so I think that's obviously a big one. Um, other than that, there's no other reasonable way of using it. Mm-hmm. um just off the fact that i mean maybe historia's offspring might inherit you know certain titan powers and stuff like that but there's it's also dangerous because who knows if she has the same kind of like submission of will as the royals did to get to that point in paradise um yeah i think it is only to kind of progress the the like the morphs from yeah. you know of happening but it's um yeah, they did say that they're gonna have a hard time producing it. Mm-hmm. They did say that, so it's almost like they're they might think of like a different way of using it, which is odd, but I can't imagine like a maybe they're gonna try the same thing as far as like a like a, almost like an air raid of Titans, but
1: oh, kinda of like they did don't in know. the first episode.
0: Yeah, like they're gonna just prepare for that. Yeah. I mean it could be. Yeah. I was just interested People. in
1: in your thoughts on that. Like if you had any theories or anything like that.
0: How about you? Did you, did did anything come to mind?
1: Yeah. I had a a few things. Uh, I, one of them was similar to yours that they were just going to use it for some type of like warfare or weaponry or whatever. Uh, But also I, I, it made me think about like who, who could inherit what, I guess. Like I could kind of Mm. see Historia gaining some Titan powers, just another person with Royal blood to have, uh one of the night titans that would be kind of cool uh also some like someone to (laughs) to eat annie uh was another thought that came to my head uh but i was kind of about it i tried not to read too much into it right now just because we don't know a lot but like watching the show i always theorize about a lot of things so yeah those were the things that came to my head
0: dude that's why we're here man we're here to theorize (laughs) so it is, um, it is obviously, you know, they have to keep, they have to keep the power in house. So they need that, um, you know, it gives them more options as far as creative battle, you know, battlefield planning and stuff like that. But it just doesn't make sense why they would need to produce it as far as, as of yet. And it's also really cruel to mm-hmm. use them the same way that Marley did, which is almost like antithetical of, you know, Zeke's idea of protecting LUDians um and how they kind of came about it. So if that was kind of the mainstay of how they were gonna use it, then they wouldn't have gotten it in the first place. You know, yeah. you wouldn't think that they would do that to their own people. So yeah. we'll see. Surprises are for sure gonna be ahead on that one. Is there yeah. anything else that you
1: had that you like marked down in your notes? Uh let me check. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I mean there was that the moment between Sasha's dad and Nicola, I feel like we that the cook I feel like we kind of touched on that. Uh also, we see Gabby and Falco locked up and Gabby's absolutely mm-hmm. going crazy. That was kind of interesting to see. Uh but other than that, there wasn't a whole lot. Do you have anything else? Uh one thing that Zeke did say was he did think
0: about Gabby and Falco when he said like, you know, uh can I show them this oh, as far yeah. as like the forest and stuff like that and I I'm not sure exactly how loaded that is. You know that point, and of course, Zeke is obviously keen to to meet Aaron as well. So yeah. the, he did mention that, which obviously is like, you know, that could influence big moves and stuff like that. Who knows? But um, I don't feel like it's safe for him to do anything, especially mm-hmm. if Levi's around. Like, if he farts and Levi smells it, he's gonna, you know, <laughs> Levi's gonna kill him. So, yeah, you know, but, he has. Okay. But what? Go ahead. Well, then. I was gonna say so. It, so it means that it's only about like kind of like talking about how hey you're my half brother. That's cool. Like type of thing.
1: Yeah, like what or as do we
0: yeah. So there's not um I don't think that he's going to do anything sneaky because it is on Aaron to use that power and if he's going to try to get it from Aaron, he's going to have to eat him and turn into a titan. So I feel like that's once yeah, again like another a lot reason why they, they
1: go through to to do that.
0: Yeah, so once again Another reason why he can't—they—they should trust him, or at least trust him more than just fucking dropping him off in the middle of nowhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about that interaction between Zeke and Levi, and when he asked if he could bring Gabby and Falco, uh, I'm pretty sure Levi said like it's up to you. Like, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Once again, you know, you think that the you know maybe it is like hey you can execute him that way if you want um once again like she she killed she killed like a soldier so maybe maybe there's like wartime law or something like that where it's okay to do that but um you know i'm sure i'm sure they're not going to just say hey you know i see you know we messed your your homies up so i see what you're trying to do you know an eye for an eye thing Mm -hmm. um and obviously she's still incensed with rage, so yeah, it's um. That girl is I mean, it's
1: ticking time bomb.
0: Seriously, man, it might be better if she was just let off in the middle of Titan, a Titan field or whatever. <laughs> but um, as far as like the you know the safety as far as like Paradise goes, I don't think you want her anywhere. Like no. she's just like a n- un unrelenting ball of hatred now. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, a trained one too. So it's uh, you know, it doesn't fare well for them to have her anywhere close to anything yeah. important. Yeah, I agree.
1: Well, do you have any uh hopes, dreams, thoughts, theories about next episode?
0: Yeah, man. I I obviously we're gonna see a little bit more and I really hope that well, my hopes is that Paradis gets with the program and starts trusting the people that risk their necks. To get out there and i and i don't think that it is it's not it's not the scout regiment it is Paradise that is doing this mm-hmm. it's almost like the you know government's lags behind as far as like inter environmental factors and especially the military of Paradise outside of the scouts are way less they're just like you know way behind as far as like adapting and interacting with environments just because they probably didn't need to, because they wouldn't die if, if they didn't. Um, so I hope that that happens. I'm really curious to see Zeke in an actual room. That'll be great to see how he interacts with the chairs and tables and beds and not the wi- wild. Um, I really want to see him with Aaron. I want to see this interaction as far as, like, the very last snippet that we saw of Aaron and Mikasa are just still... Like Mikasa, I think, at this point is saying like we're gonna die if we don't fight. Aaron's just saying we're fighting. So it it's kinda crazy to see kind of like a remorseless Aaron. So I've actually I'm scared. I have nerves when, you know, if I see Aaron with Zeke, because I feel like Aaron's just gonna pull the trigger.
1: (laughs) You think Aaron's Um, gonna eat him?
0: No, no, no. He's not gonna eat Zeke because that wouldn't make any sense as far as the Cause he needs a Royal blooded Titan to like yeah. use oh, yeah. his powers, oh, yeah. but he doesn't need to be in Titan form to use his, those powers either as we That's saw. True. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, you're I'm talking just about like,
1: like pulling the trigger on doing like the rumbling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so okay. it's almost like I'd be really, I'd be, I would love to see that, but I think it's a little too soon for that, but I just want to see more. Well, you know, rounding out of what's going on and for it to make sense, my man. But yeah. how about yourself?
1: Yeah, I have the hope of clearing up everything that we just watched, as far as like what's going on with the the anti Marlin volunteers, and uh, I do hope to see more development between Armin and Aaron and their relationship, and just kind of what's going on between those two. Uh, I want to see what their plans are with Annie as well, what like what they're gonna do with her and if she's ever going to come out of that crystalline casing. Uh, I'm also on your, like, same thinking as far as, like, what they're going to do with Zeke and uh, what exactly Zeke's secret plan is. Because I feel like we didn't really get very much of what his plan actually is. That's so I'm, I'm really curious to see, see that play out. Because, I, like I said, I don't think we saw anything, like, I don't think we even saw the surface of what his plan is. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see what what they're what exactly like Aaron's doing over there, and like if he's actually in jail or not. Um, and also, uh, I want to see more decision making coming from Historia because uh, we saw her, but we didn't actually see her. You know what I mean? Like she was there, but she didn't really have any She's speaking roles really or anything of, like that. Yeah good call yeah so i'm just really curious to see see and hear her thoughts and what what she's been up to this entire time too that's a really good call man
0: she's just been an innocent bystander when she's one of the most important as far as like power wise people in Mm -hmm. paradise so i you know hopefully we get all those things and more and we'll be talking about them next episode yeah but Once again, Chris, thank you, my man. Is there anything, any last words for this episode to everybody?
1: Uh, no, just thank you guys again for letting me come on the pod. Thank you, Jordan. I'm excited to to do this again next week.
0: Yeah, my man, Uh,
1: the pleasure is absolutely mine 100%. Um,
0: and once again, I'll repeat that thank you. Thank you to the guys and everybody's listening, the guys and girls who are listening right now. And you can expect another crazy and hot attack on titan episode review next week peace thank you